Hello, and welcome to the Sound of History podcast. Very special, special episode. Different episode today. We're launching our new, I, I don't know, I don't know what I'm calling, Sound of Conspiracies? I don't know what I'm calling this. But I've got special guest on. It's not Mika this time. It's someone who's probably not quite as good as Mika, but, you know, he'll do his best. Got my, my good buddy, Jacob. From the What's Your Spaghetti Policy podcast on. He just waved, even though this is a <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> audio. It's audio and visual, right? <laughs> this is this is how it works, right? Is that how podcasting works? Is yeah. it's also audio or visual as sure. well? Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I was thinking. So All right. Well, go ahead and introduce yourself, Jacob. Tell the people who oh, you are. Uh, hi. I've got uh tremendous uh stage fright right now. No, <laughs> I, I'm Jacob from the What's Your Spaghetti Policy podcast. Uh, we are just like an everything podcast. We don't like have a, a we aren't pigeonholed into like topics. Okay, an everything podcast. That sounds so. It's fancy. very daunting. Yeah, we don't actually do anything on the podcast. We just talk about everything, <laughs> but we don't have any good points or any kind of like advice to how to like navigate the world. We just talk. Just two guys hanging out talking. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes I do like conspiracy theory stuff, which you know kind of ties into what we're doing today. Yeah, you know, but it's eh, you know. I'm a long-time listener, love the long-time listener, long-time fan of the podcast, love it. Isn't there ground up? It's a great one job, the, doing a great job. One of the five, one of our five long-time listeners. Hey, five is better than zero, you know, so. That's true. And so I, I have to keep telling myself that with our podcast, <laughs> just to make sure, you know, that I'm not going <laughs> to cry myself to sleep one night because nobody listens, but it's fine. All right, well, I brought jacob onto the I'll, i mean i'm thinking i'm gonna do like an update episode that'll go out before this just kind of explaining what this is and the idea behind it so listen to that if you haven't yet i haven't recorded it but i'm going to assume i will eventually yeah you got it <laughs> but i'm bringing jacob in just because i know he's a fan of conspiracy theories so i thought it'd be fun to bring him in kind of get his take on some of the most popular music conspiracy theories that are out there in the world I will say, yeah, I haven't heard much about, like, music conspiracy. I know there's one about, I think it's, what, Ringo that was replaced? Close. Uh, was it Was it Ringo? It was one of the drummers from one of the bands that was, like, popular growing up, I think, right? I, you went further away, but it's, is the Beatles, <laughs> and it's Paul, Paul McCartney. Paul, that's right, okay. That's yeah. actually what we're talking about today. Oh, I'm <laughs> yeah. so excited, because I honestly didn't know that, and I'm like, I've been wanting to get to the bottom of this, okay? Yeah. All right, so tell me what you know about, like, just the Beatles in general. Do you know anything about them? I I don't remember if... I think I've gotten to your Beatles episode, so I know like a, a little bit here and there. I know that, like... So Paul McCartney is still alive, right? Well, depending on who you ask. He was the one... Like, he got his big comeuppance whenever Kanye allowed him on one of his tracks, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> right? That's when he got popular. Yeah, that was that was his first big that break, was, that, sure. Yeah, that was Paul, Paul McCartney's uh, big break. Uh... <laughs> I think he had a little bit of a run with the NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys. Like, he kind of played both sides on the boy band, like, <laughs> debate, just to get in there. Um, but as far as how much I know about him personally, not much. <laughs> Who am I thinking that got shot? John Lennon, right? Yes, John Lennon okay. got shot. I get those guys mixed up all the time. I'm That's pretty cool. sure they're both English, right? Yeah, they're all British. I'm, God, I'm two for two right now. <laughs> the, the Beatles are so British. Good. They are a British okay. band. I feel like you just... Were they in the same band? Yeah. John Lennon and Paul McCartney, <laughs> they were the cow. Beatles. <laughs> and Ringo, so you got All three right. out of the four. Wasn't there, okay, so was the Beatles, sorry, I don't mean to keep derailing us, but like the Beatles, were that was that the band where they had the, 
drummer who may or may not have OD'd on Horse Tranquilizer? Or am I thinking of another band? I, the only that was not them because the drummer of the Beatles okay. is Ringo and he's still alive. Okay, so he probably didn't the overdose on, on the Horse one I, You might be thinking of Keith Moon from The Who because he died I, young and he was like massive party guy, but I don't remember what he died okay. from. But it might have been. All him. right. I, might have, yeah, I don't know. Somebody did a horse strangle. They, yeah. they were doing all kinds of stuff back in the day. So, Okay. Well, anyway, if you want to learn more about the Beatles, just listen to our Beatles special. It's back in the episode logs. We talk a lot Highly about recommend it. Highly recommend it. We know everything about the Beatles over at this podcast. We're on top of it. I know. It's surprising. It was like the episode that Mika knew the most about, <laughs> and she actually taught you some things. She, and it was kind of crazy. She did. All right. So what do you know? Do you know anything about the, the Paul is dead theory? at all uh, so other like, than just what like I, hearing about it yeah uh, from hearing about it it was just like he at some point died obviously like hence the name of the theory and they just replaced him with like a look-alike uh that that kind of knew all the stuff and whatnot and i don't know what basis there is for this theory i don't know what happened like saying like what i don't know oko uh, who is it uh john lennon's girlfriend or something maybe was involved i don't know yoko i think this theory predates yoko ono so it's not about okay all right, well, like I said, we're not going to go into a whole history of the Beatles, but they were a band of four kids from Liverpool. You named mm-hmm. three of them already. Do you happen to know the fourth one? I highly doubt is it. Is he the one that everybody forgets? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a, oh man, there's, I'm pretty sure there's a family guy skit about it, but, uh, oh man, okay, so there's Ringo, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and Bebop. Uh, it was kind of crazy. They had the Teletubbies, one of the Teletubbies in their band, I'm pretty sure. And that's where he got his start before he got into the, the show with yeah. the giant baby Then son, he went so. solo and started his own little project that was the Teletubbies. Yeah. It's George yeah. Harrison. That's the fourth one. Uh, yeah. I wasn't going to remember that, that's for sure. So as a band, they reached heights never seen before in music. They became arguably the most famous band of all time. I would say they probably still are. And they cemented themselves in music history as some of the greatest artists of all time. But okay. was one of them secretly dead for most of that career? That's so daunting. Imagine, like, were they playing with a ghost? That's where I go. It's like, you're just like, oh, he's dead. And he's like, it's actually like a sixth sense situation where he's dead the entire time. Everyone but everybody believes he's him. alive. Yeah. It's, that's the opposite of sixth sense. Like, everyone can see him. Oh, yeah. What that if it's everyone can see him except one person in the world? So everyone's dead. Everyone's yeah. talking about Paul McCartney, and this one person's like, "I don't." There's no one there. What are you there's talking no about? Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah, that's serious. <laughs> that would be like serious Mandela vibes or Mandela effect vibes, <laughs> yeah. where it's just like one person's living this reality where John or Paul McCartney died so long ago, <laughs> but they see him everywhere, and they're so like confused yeah. as to what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> that's a movie. Write it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's where we put the daunting intro music that I don't have and probably won't bother finding. Uh, I'll YouTube something and send it to you. I don't know. <laughs> okay, cool. Is that how it works? I get it. I don't know. Paul is Dead is a conspiracy theory that mm-hmm. alleges that Paul McCartney died in 1967 and was replaced with a lookalike. The conspiracy gained major traction when it spread across college campuses in 1969. So like two years after it supposedly happened was when it got popular. Okay. Fans base the theory off of clues that they say they found in Beatles music and in their album covers. Okay, quick aside here. Okay. If there was this huge secret, right? Right. Uh, that that you were trying to keep from the world, okay? 
why would you then put subliminal messages and like try and at least leave breadcrumb trails to somebody to find it? And let, I guess maybe it's the story and you're like, oh, I hope somebody one day uncovers this. But for the most part, if it's just like this huge secret, and you're trying to keep everything together. I wouldn't do that. I mean, I, that's... I think we actually <laughs> talk about why, why later on. in the Okay. Episode, All right. Why I'm getting ahead close. of myself. A little okay. bit. That's okay. Mika does it in every episode. It's fine. It's great. It works out. You guys have such a great chemistry. I don't even... It's great. <laughs> Thank you. The first known appearance of this rumor was in 1967 when it circulated in London that Paul McCartney had been killed on the M1 motorway on the 7th of January. Okay. Paul, Paul also alluded to the rumor during press conferences for the Sgt. Pepper's album. Like, not, not the rumor that he was dead, but the rumor that... Or not the rumor that he was dead and been replaced, but the rumor that he died on the M1. All right, got you. Yeah, he kind of talked about that in press conferences. And then a fanzine acknowledged the rumor and rebutted it almost right away. So that rumor didn't really catch on at the time. So this is a random person was like, I don't know if he's a random person. Maybe he was a higher up. But he was like, "This the Paul McCartney is definitely dead. He definitely died in a car crash on the M1. Yeah, well, it came from somewhere. This part of the rumor wasn't entirely out of nowhere. In 1965, Paul did crash his moped which resulted in minor injuries like a chipped tooth. And in 1960... 1960- I'm not making fun of somebody riding around in a moped, but I just think moped Sounds is a like funny word. I mean, it's, it's, it's a funny word, okay? It's a great vehicle, great on gas and electric, saves you, you know, a lot of money. I'm going to get you a moped next Christmas. Please, Please do. I'm going to ride it everywhere. I would love it. In 1966, someone driving Paul McCartney's car did crash on the M1, but it wasn't Paul and it wasn't a fatal accident. So, like, there was a little bit of basis to the idea that he died in a car accident on the M1, but, like, not really. Like, there wasn't. It's just just enough for there to be, like, this definitely happened, and this is definitely, like, you can tie it back. Okay, I can see it. I can see how it's starting to form, starting to get there. All right. And something that you should know about the Beatles and just, like, their personality, they would be the they're not going to just come right out and take this seriously. They're the kind of guys who would just like make jokes about this. And absolutely. That's they're a basically great way to like it. Yeah. internet trolls pre-internet. Like that's kind of how the Beatles were. So like, they're not going to just come right out and refute this. So that's wonderful. I love yeah. it. I love the way they handled it. That's excellent. <laughs> they're basically just like four little <laughs> punk kids who just happened to get world famous, but we're still little punk kids at heart. Yeah, it's great. It's it's honestly, you know, and I'm pretty sure that like you got all those old people out there screaming at them about their loud rock music, and they're like, yeah, yeah well, one of us is dead and a ghost, and he's playing for us, and they're like, what? And they run away. It's excellent. They handled it perfectly. Yeah. So that was the initial like seed of the theory, but then the theory exploded in 1969 when a radio DJ named Russ Gibb was hosting a show and received a phone call. The caller told him to play the intro to the song Revolution 9 backwards, which Russ did. And Okay, gonna, all right. I'm going to have you click. Okay, click the on the, the first link, but don't like look at don't. it. Because it okay. says what... Th- I want to see if you can hear what the listeners heard. That's right, because there's the whole reading. science. Yeah, there's the whole science behind yeah. it's like... Like oh, if you're okay. reading it, you're going to hear okay. it. So I want okay, you to I'll, listen to it. Tell me when to start it. I'm dancing. You can't see it because it's not video. 
So do you hear that like chanting? Yeah, it's definitely like I can hear chanting because obviously I don't know if it's a loop or whatever. Yeah, this bring me on. I hear bring me on, Dung Dugman. Bring bring me on, Dugman. Yeah, like something like bring me on, Dugman, or that's okay. That's close to what they heard. This is what Russ heard. He heard turn me on, dead man. Okay, I can see how you get there. I don't. Yep. I didn't see that words anywhere, but I could see how you get that out of it. Yeah, if somebody was to tell me, listen to this. He said, definitely says, "Turn me on, dead yep. man." You can you can definitely yeah. hear it if you're told to listen for that. But that's why I wanted to like test it to see if you could hear it without. You get close, knowing. yeah. Definitely, you get you could hear how those words would be formed. But yeah. there is the whole science where it's like if somebody tells you that you're going to hear a specific phrase, like mm-hmm. they do in ghost shows, where it's like they play it back and it like, yep. had t- subtitles underneath and. You know, you draw your own conclusions, but okay, all so right. That was That's like definitely eerie. Like, <laughs> like that was like the first initial spark of the clue that Russ okay. heard, and it was from a, just a random mysterious caller to his radio show, which also adds to the mystique a little bit. Mm-hmm. So Russ kept listening to that album, which was the White Album, and the clues just kept coming in. In the song "Strawberry Fields Forever," John Lennon sings, "I buried Paul" at the end. And at another point, John says, Paul is the walrus, which I don't really know how that's a clue, but it was listed Maybe in the Maybe it's like so. uh, an inside joke to them or something. Or Probably. also, is it? can you deconstruct the word walrus to make any other word? Well, there's like they have a whole walrus song, and it's just really, <laughs> a, it's a really weird song. So a I whole think song it's, about a walrus? <laughs> something that. was about the that. era of weird songs, though, too. Because, yeah, like, did, was that around the time that, like, Puff the Magic Dragon and stuff came out? Yeah, it feels it's, like it's in the same kind of, like, audio. Yeah, uh, it's just drugs. Timeline. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, if we want to, <laughs> you got Steve Jobs out there making, you know, Apple out of, out of <laughs> having a, a lucid dream from mushrooms and stuff. And you got really? these guys writing music. I think it was him. I didn't know that. I think a lot of the early on uh, computer programmers did do a lot of drugs, I want to say. I feel like there's some – I've, I've I mean, seen that it somewhere sense. for sure. But it was kind of like – somebody was talking about it in, a, in an interview or whatever that kind of broke that fourth like, the barrier that the, uh, their mind put up and it allowed them to see the code and stuff. I don't know. I could be talking out of my butt right now. but <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, so the Beatles had a song called I Am the Walrus, and it's it's weird. Like the first, the first verse is, I am he as you are he as you are me, and we are all together. See how they run like pigs from a gun. See how they fly. I'm crying. That's the first verse. Boy, howdy. Then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Drugs may have been involved for sure. And then there's like, they mentioned stupid bloody Tuesday in there. And I don't know if the day Paul was supposed to die might have been a Tuesday. And I, then, uh, that just sounds to me like a UK thing where they're like, ah, another stupid bloody Tuesday. Yeah. Like, ugh, bloody Tuesdays, you know. And then they talk about Mr. City Policeman sitting, pretty little policeman in a row. See how they fly like Lucy in the sky. See how they run. I'm crying, I'm crying, I'm crying, I'm crying. So it's kind of sad. It's about crying. There's policemen who are hurrying somewhere, so maybe to the scene of a car crash. I don't know. Good Lord. You you put this on the backdrop of, like, some eerie music, and, yeah, yep. it gives me, like, chills right now. <laughs> That's, like, an eerie. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm sold a little bit. And then, what is he dead is one of the last lines in the song. Like, God, that's so scary. My lab right now. So, yeah. So, John, apparently in the White Album at some point, sings that Paul is the walrus. 
and people thought that was pointing back to this song. And they have to listen to it. Okay. That's Okay, so not I'm not jumping ahead to conclusions and how okay. I feel about the whole thing, but to me, knowing how the Beatles are and knowing that they're just these rap scallions, I can see <laughs> that they go they're getting together in their little band meeting and they all get together like, let's just lean head first into this. <laughs> And just start laying the seeds because this is going to just draw people in. Because you got people like me who are like, "This is insane. Let's listen harder, deeper into the yeah. details to get those be plays fair, up." These songs were recorded and put out before the theory was popular. So that's unless even, that's a full on like they're playing three D chess. <laughs> that's true. That could be. They could have done that. I mean, that's full. On. They were like, "We're going to do this in the future. Let's go ahead and start <laughs> laying the seed, like sowing the seeds now, and then we'll get there. Don't worry." I just think a lot of this just comes down to drugs. They were just yeah. <laughs> they were so high. They didn't know what they were doing at this point. Well, it was definitely like they weren't legal, but they weren't illegal back then. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So all of these clues added up to one thing for the fans. Paul McCartney died in a car crash in 1966 and was replaced with a body double. The other three members, at the height of their success, decided that the show must go on, and Paul was too indispensable to just, like, outright replace or to move on without him. So they did it secretly, without letting people know. However, as the years went by, they started to feel guilty for the cover-up, and they started to drop little clues in their music to let the fans know. So that's okay. why they think they were dropping these clues because a they were like a little bit of guilt hit them. Okay. Yeah, they're like, man, Paul's one of our best friends, and we've just dropped him, and no one knows he's even dead. So like, let's start trying to get people. This in will on be the it. come down from the high. With like, the, mm-hmm. to begin with, they're like they got so high because Paul died. Obviously, they lost a friend. They're grieving. They're doing a bunch of drugs. So they're like, let's just lean into it. Paul's dead, but let's replace him so we can keep this gravy train running. They start yeah. coming down from the high. They realize, oh no, Paul was a good friend. Here we are. We didn't even honor him. He didn't even have a funeral. We threw yep. his body in the ocean, uh, like like uh, tea the tea harbor situation. <laughs> you know, where they threw a bunch of tea in the the, in the, the tea harbor Boston Tea Party. Is that what that was? <laughs> yeah, but I, I have heard they've renamed it the tea harbor situation so. <laughs> so you're good there <laughs> history books everywhere yeah. it's been a madhouse there's a version like 17 of the history books now they've got the, <laughs> the, the tea party situation yeah okay oh man i so, know history <laughs> the rumors spread like wildfire and fans poured over beatles songs searching for any clue that they could find which is a great way to find clues because you're going to find a ton Absolutely. Like you're just going to make stuff up. Number one rule in conspiracy theory is go looking for your answers. <laughs> like, It was an entirely fan-generated phenomenon that the band could only watch from the sidelines. Like the Beatles themselves, the rumor grew almost unbelievably large and is probably still the biggest music conspiracy theory of all time. I see it. I can see it. Oh, man. So how do they feel about it, do you think? Do you, because well, the next line as, of my script is Paul told oh. Rolling Stone magazine in 1974 about the first time he heard the rumor. He said, quote, someone from the office rang me up and said, look, Paul, you're dead. And I said, oh, I don't agree with that, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with that at all. That's a that's not a good statement. That's I'm still very much alive. <laughs> so I think... Like, the vibe I got from them is that, like, at first, they were like, oh, this is kind of funny. Like, it was a little quirky rumor. And then as it yeah. got bigger, they were like, all right, guys, what, like, this is stupid. Stop it. Yeah. Oh, man. It's it's like that one inside joke that just, 
Yep. It really just, you're like, at first you're like, oh, I really hope this is funny at first, but now <laughs> I hope it doesn't catch on because if it does, this is going to be really annoying for the next 10 years. Yep. And then millions of people catch on to the inside joke. Everybody's tugging on your face every second of the day because they're trying to get that mask off or whatever, you know, thinking you're yep. a dub body double. So, okay. So that's kind of the birth of the theory. And now okay. I'm just going to summarize where the fans landed on the like the timeline of what actually happened to Paul okay. according to them. Break it down to us. So the official the official theory states that one night after a late recording session, Paul got into a fight with the other members of the band, which isn't uncommon. They were known to do that, and he stormed out of the studio. They often bickered and stormed out of places, so that's again not unheard of. Well, you got four guys in a room together trying exactly. to make music, you know. Yeah. It, late at night, all hopped up on drugs and alcohol. And Historically, it's never been like, <laughs> oh, everybody disagrees with each other. Paul got in his car, and he drove down the M1 before getting into an accident that decapitated him. Holy cow. That's yeah. brutal. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yep. that took a, that's out of left field right there. I think that's based on some piece of evidence down the line that we might talk about. I don't remember. This put the Beatles in a bit of a bind. They had recently played to a crowd of 55,000 people. They released their album Revolver and Rubber Soul to critical acclaim. They were on the upward climb. They couldn't be sidelined by something as silly as Paul's death. <laughs> yeah, as <laughs> trivial as yeah. uh, you're one of your, like, your main band members dying. Oh, yeah, I hate when that happens. Such an inconvenience. So they hired a Paul McCartney lookalike, a guy named William Campbell, who is also sometimes known as Billy Shears for some... I don't know. I I don't know why. I, I like that they at least... It's so crazy that they even have, like, well, there's we've got this receipt. Look at this. This yeah. guy, he's a professional lookalike, you know? <laughs> and, like, wow, yeah. that, that's a lot of research. And they did that in order to hide his death from the public. It would be easier to get away with this kind of scheme because the Beatles had recently retired from public performance to become only a studio band. Okay. Yeah. Did you know about that? That's another part of the Beatles. Legacy. That they like they stopped performing. Oh, okay. Was it? Were they old when they did it, or they just no. got tired of it? It was like at the height of their career, like sixty-six or sixty-seven. They decided that they were going to step away from performing live and only record albums. Now, this did this happen before or after Paul was uh, decapitated? <laughs> According to the theory, after. Okay, because that that to me, yes, that would yeah. that would add a little bit of evidence. Like, okay, well then, why do they all of a sudden they <laughs> decide to stop doing live performances, huh? They're Tell a, me that. Their official stated reason why they did it is because they thought they were becoming worse musicians because they were just playing live all the time. They didn't have time to like sit down and practice and write music and, like, together. Record music. Yeah, okay, I can see that. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's always they, like this. Oh, this wholesome reason. Like, oh, yeah. we just want to bring you better music and stuff like that. And like, you're like, no, it's because one of your members got yeah. decapitated <laughs> in his car, and now you have a lookalike that you can't totally play off. So now you only do recordings. Yeah. They also said like wow. while they were playing, they couldn't really get better playing live because there were so many fans there. They couldn't even hear themselves oh playing. I yeah, I can't even. So they Imagine. no idea like yeah. Ringo said later when he was playing the drums he had to just watch John Lennon's hips to figure out where they were at in the song because like it, he just couldn't again, hear anything so. yeah, that's just an insane talent though, yeah. to be able to continue to play the music yeah, exactly. off of like just being able to see somebody like their moves and stuff yeah and I think at that point they had already like proven themselves like they're the biggest band in the world everyone's gonna see them they have nothing to prove live anymore so yeah. now it's like now we're going to prove that we're good musicians and can put out a good album. So that's just kind of, that's why I think they did it. But it could be because Paul got decapitated. 
Yeah, which again, it's so rough. It's a, not a good way to go. In some theories, like kind of minor conspiracy within the larger conspiracy, mm-hmm. this scheme was initiated by the British government out of fear that Paul's death would cause mass distress on the audiences in the okay. people in England. All right. Because given our history, like just in the U.S. alone, of like how they feel that we would react to aliens being real, I could definitely see them like, no, yeah. we can't do this. Like you're talking about like the amount of people that would harm themselves or mm-hmm. you know jump off of buildings because you know this person is dead, which it's just be insane. We yeah. can't do it. We can't allow it. And I can understand that. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's fair. So apparently they found this Billy Shears guy, the lookalike who replaced Paul also known as William Campbell for some reason, because of a Beatles lookalike contest hosted by Dick Clark. Do you know Dick Clark? I've heard the name because it's funny. Uh, <laughs> he's, like, heard... he's like the first, maybe, Tonight Show kind of guy. Like, he was the first guy who did that. Like, okay. the Dick Clark show was, like, a big... <gasps> yeah, okay. I've yeah. heard that before, for sure. It I know he it, might have been I, on I might the be radio. With, I don't know. Yeah, I might get it mixed up with Dick Van Dyke show, but... Oh, yes. Fair. I feel like I've heard Dick Clark before, so... Okay, yeah, he's just big, kind of like that sort of radio-television personality, kind of the Jimmy Fallon of the day. So Dick Clark hosted this Beatles lookalike contest, but no winners were ever announced for that contest, despite it happening. Okay, kind of like mysterious, you know, like, oh, you're telling me that you had this contest and no winners? Mm -hmm. I don't know. So that led fans to speculate that the Beatles manager put the contest on to hire stand-ins for the Beatles in case they couldn't make it to things. Which okay, is they're they're bringing fair. a lot of receipts to this yeah. conspiracy theory, and that's, a, that's I'm also kind of being sold on it a little it's bit. It's kind of so. a reasonable thing to do, like to hire yeah. like a stand. Like it's the same as kind of like a stunt double on a movie set. Like you just hire someone if a beetle can't make a a photo shoot, you just have a little stand-in come in. Yeah, but th- that's there's then a step up to a one got decapitated, so we're gonna permanently. Yeah. Re- that's a step up. Yeah, that I don't know if I'd go to. You know that little thing where <laughs> you lost the lead singer of your band in some kind of horrific accident, and now you need to replace them <laughs> because you're like the biggest hit sensation of the yeah. '80s and you, or whenever the Beatles were. And you 60s. can't let sixty. I was so close. Twenty years <laughs> off. Two decades. Come on, I was so close. Bill Shears came forward as a possible Paul lookalike, and he looked so similar and sounded so similar that they hired him when Paul died. So that's how they think they found <laughs> Billy Shears. I like to think of the opposite of like all this and whatnot, and it's like the theory inside the theory is that Paul just wanted out. <laughs> and so <laughs> like true. he faked his own death, but then he came back as this guy, and he was <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know who that other guy was, but uh, this, I'm definitely not him, but I just look crazy like him. So. <laughs> and sound the same, and I'm just yeah, as talented. Yeah, it's, and... <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, can we get double what he was getting paid? Or <laughs> can we work that out? Or? Fans point to Billy Shears being the name of the replacement because in Sgt. Pepper's the first album that is supposedly without Paul, they name drop a guy named Billy Shears at the end of the first song. The lyric is, I don't really want to stop the show, but I thought that you might like to know that the singer's going to sing a song and he wants you all to sing along. So let me introduce to you the one and only Billy Shears in Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. And then Ringo starts to sing. So it's not even Paul, but still they're introducing a singer known as Billy Shears. And then Billy Shears turns out to be like a real person. I don't know that he was ever officially like confirmed as a real person. We're gonna say that he's a real okay. person. Okay. Because <laughs> like to me it feels like a really a real person's name. 
It, actually, it sounds like Paul McCartney trying to come up with a name on the fly because <laughs> he faked his own death. Yeah. It was like, I'm Billy. And then he looked over and there was some pairs of shears laying over there. He's like, shears. Well, That's me. Creating your own conspiracy theory out of this conspiracy. <laughs> it's going to blow up. I'm telling you. Okay. So the theory goes that this guy who won a lookalike contest, who was an American, by the way, had plastic surgery and managed to somehow perfectly mimic Paul's Liverpool accent. Paul's quick wit and his musical ability enough to pass as one of the greatest, most popular musicians of all time in full legions of completely obsessed fans. That's the theory behind this. Oof, that's, that's a but tough like sell. that, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. There's never there's never been like an American actor who's picked for a British role, I don't <laughs> think, right? So I mean, not any good ones, I don't think. I, that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> to say that, that an American was hired for his brilliant British accent... <laughs> And, and look and getting plastic surgery. I don't know. Maybe a little bit of a stretch, but. Okay. So now that you, that's the basic theory. Now do you want okay. to hear some of the evidence behind it? I do. Give me more evidence because so okay. far they've provided quite a bit of receipts. And I, I'm, I'm getting But it's board. all just kind of speculative at this point. Like there's nothing like hard and fast be, beyond the recording and the lyrics, but. You're, that's true. And I think I am falling for the whole, like, you it's know. It's just the narrative of it right now that yeah. you're falling for. Okay. okay. All right. Well, first. Let's get some evidence. Let's look at the cover art of Abbey Road which was okay. one of the most dissected covers, maybe besides Sgt. Pepper's, that has ever existed. Do you know hmm. the cover of Abbey Road? It's the four of them walking across the street. Um, like you can pull it up if you want to look okay, at it. Okay, let me do uh, Abbey Road. Is that what you said? Road yes. cover. Well, it's, it's pretty. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I've seen this picture all over yeah, the place. Yeah, it's pretty it's, I've seen their album. Yeah, okay. Okay, so. Let me pull up a bigger picture of it real quick. Oh, no, okay. it's, it's smaller. I don't know why it got smaller. I, I clicked on it. <laughs> So this album released in 1969 when the mm -hmm. theories were already at an all-time high. So fans were quick to jump on anything that they could. In this cover, Paul is barefoot, which fans take as a clue of his death, as a reminder that in some cultures, the dead are buried without their shoes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It also shows the members walking across the street in a line, which fans took to be Paul's funeral procession. Mm, okay. John Lennon is wearing a white suit, which is the color of mourning in Eastern religions. And the Beatles studied Eastern religion under a famous guru for quite a while before this. Okay, and they're kind of like wearing darker colors, too. Yeah. I can see it. Ringo okay. is wearing the more traditional mourning color of a black suit. On the cover, Paul is holding a cigarette in his right hand, even I though... I thought that was a middle finger, yeah. <laughs> even though he that. is famously a left-handy, lefty. So he's holding it in his right hand, even though he's a left-handed. I see that more as, like, he wanted the cigarette to be present because, you know, cigarettes were kind of a big deal. And, like, everybody thought they were yeah. cool and whatnot. So he wanted That's to be true. seen as cool. But I understand that, yeah, he is a left-handy person. <laughs> is that how they say it? I, I think it's lefty or left-handed. I think I combined them. <laughs> now a lefty-handed, handy, a lefty-handy person. A lefty-handy. So, okay. All right. Continue on with the, the theory. Okay. In the background, there's a Volkswagen with a license plate that says LMW. 28IF, I think. If? Yeah. Which fans took to be a sign that Paul would have been 28 if he were still alive. Ooh. Even okay. though he would have been 27. But, you know, let's not. Let's just move on from that. Yeah. We don't have to, <laughs> they don't have to be spot on with that. Uh, yeah. There's a police van parked on the side, which is said. looking at that. Yeah. Which is said to symbolize the police who were bribed to keep silent about his death. Ooh, and there's a song about the policemen who are all crying. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, and it says Paul's three hours. Three Y O, which could be like three year old. Maybe maybe or, Paul had a three year old child. Or mm. three years ago. <gasps> That's good as well. He's like supposed that. to have yeah. died in sixty six and this released in sixty nine. Oh, that's good. All right. All right. Little subtle, subtle hints here. On the back cover, there's a girl in a blue dress. Paul was said oh, to be driving okay. with a fan named Rita when he died, who was apparently supposed to be the girl in the blue dress. Okay. Let me look at the back of the okay. cover real quick. I mean, yeah, okay. Oh, wait. There's yeah, not okay. as much on the back cover. It's just like a, a picture of a blue dress, like a leg in a blue dress. Yeah. Okay, there's yeah, also yeah, yeah. there's dots on the back cover, which if you connect them, make the number three, which is supposed to be the number of living beetles. It's also the number of a lot of things, so I don't know what. Uh, but, the dots. Yeah. So they say there's three dots. I'm clearly seeing six, eight dots. Well, there's dot that if you connect them, they make the number three. Oh, so it's like a connect means... the dots kind of thing. Okay, that does make a three because I was like, oh, it could be an E, but no, that, yeah. I mean, it depends on how you see it. Backwards E, I don't know, for eaten by fish because he's <laughs> sleeping with the fish. So, yeah. There's also a Beatles logo with a crack through it, which is, I mean, kind of like, it's obvious what they're getting out of that, but it was meant to be symbolic, but it wasn't about Paul. It marked the fact that the Beatles had actually broken up by the time that this album came out. So that's what that actually means, but it's kind of also seen as <laughs> Paul being dead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now let's move on to the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album cover. And this one is, there's a lot of detail in okay, this album Sarge, cover. Oh, I already knows what I want to look up next. <laughs> Sgt. Pepper's album cover, because I'm looking at the conspiracy theory. Yeah. It's okay, so here busy. we go. Okay, so what what is the picture I'm looking for right now? It's just, it's like the four of them in like a parade type. Get is there up. a bunch of people behind them? Yes, there's a whole. Okay. It's a very busy album cover. They're, so they they got the they got the feedback on the first album. They were like, well, let's go all out with this one. <laughs> yeah. Let's really make them dive into it. <laughs> it makes sense that like with the amount going on in this album cover, that it's ripe for conspiracy theories. Holy cow! There's a lot of people in this yep. one. So there's an open palm above Paul's head. Which is taken to be like a priest blessing the departed beetle. Mm-hmm. I see it. The okay. other three beetles are carrying brass instruments, but Paul is carrying a black woodwind instrument. So it's just setting him apart. I don't know if there's anything they just, more. I think they just wanted to diversify the band, but that's fine. <laughs> you know, They don't want to have four brass instruments. It would be a lot of brass. In the corner, there's a red driving glove symbolizing Paul's bloody car crash. Whoa, where is this? What? Bottom left corner? Bottom right corner? I don't know. Okay, that one's a little bit of a stretch. Oh, okay. actually, I think I see. I think it's on the doll, maybe. It is, uh, this, okay, it doesn't zoom in very much whenever I click the zoom button. So. <laughs> There's a bass guitar that's made out of flowers, and Paul played the bass, and obviously mm. flowers tied to funerals. Okay. And the, the guitar only has three strings for the three Beatles instead of four. A bass typically has four strings. Oh, goodness. This is just... Okay, they're getting way <laughs> in the weeds on this now yep. at this point. It's, uh, yeah, yep. I 100% believe that they're leaning into this conspiracy and they just threw a bunch of stuff. And they were like, yeah, you guys want to say there's a conspiracy theory? We'll tie it to this. And they were like, <laughs> obviously, they... And then everybody comes out with all these conspiracy theories and like, oh, this means this. And they're like, oh, yeah, you all are full of crap because none yeah. of this, none of this is real. I mean, it's obviously meant to be a symbolic cover. Like, there's a lot of things on there that are meant to symbolize things, but like... 
and it's all it's probably all sentimental stuff to them like yeah, stuff that they love sure. and enjoy and the people are like no it actually is all just ties into the fact that paul is dead and you're covering it up so if you hold a mirror over the words lonely hearts on the cover you don't have to do that okay it, I, I don't have a mirror so <laughs> it appears to spell out 11 9 he die and apparently he died on November 9th, 1966. That's a stretch. Yeah. That, at that point, you're looking for, you're, you're seeing yeah. the answers you want to see. And the whole thing, like the whole, the album cover as a whole is supposed to be Paul's funeral. Which, the album cover was supposed to be a funeral, but it was supposed to symbolize to Beatles fans that their pop-friendly fen- days were over. And they were moving into a more like psychedelic, experimental kind of phase. So, like, it is a funeral, but just not yeah. for what they thought. I kind of feel super bad for them because they're, like, trying to do this artistic stuff. And there's this whole sect of people who are like, you're just trying to cover up the fact that Paul's dead. And, like, they're just trying to get past that. And they're like, yeah. we actually just want to move on to this, like, new genre of music. And, like, you're only doing that because Paul's dead and you have to come up with something new. And they're, like, they're just trying to all do all this stuff. And the only thing that people can, can't get over is the fact that, like, they think that Paul is dead. And he's not actually dead. And he's, like, he's here. He's... But that's that to me would be like if if people started to think that you were dead, mm-hmm. and here the whole time like okay you're not actually who you are and you're dead and then none of the, you've you died a long time ago and it kind of like takes away from all the stuff that you do from that point on because yeah, they just true. think that it's some kind of other person doing it for you. Guy. So it's just Billy. It's just Billy and Shear. <laughs> Billy Shear's just taking care of it. I don't know. All right, on the cover of Magical Mystery Tour, uh, you don't have to look this one up because it's kind of okay. There's only really one thing. If you flip it upside down, you apparently you're apparently able to see a phone number that's like written in the stars. And if you called that number, it was said that you would hear the truth about Paul. But <laughs> just, like all, obviously all the <laughs> there's like no the phone numbers just like 86753. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like obviously that phone number's not going to work now. Yeah. It probably didn't back then, but whatever. They had to shut it in me. It's just one random person in the UK who gets a phone call every single day. Hundreds <laughs> of them. It's just like, where's Paul at? Tell me the truth. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just so, torturing these people in the <laughs> so, Oh, man. This is so... I love it. I love this theory. So the cover of that album is like the four of them in different costumes, like animal costumes. And there's a walrus. So fans said that Paul was in the walrus costume. Because in certain cultures, the walrus symbolizes death. Ooh. But okay, tying it back. John was actually the one in the walrus costume, not Paul. <laughs> and I can't find any cultures that the walrus symbolizes death. So I, <laughs> that one's just kind of bogus to me. Okay, I see. Okay, I, I got all the, the... Oh, okay, I see the, the walrus or whatever. Okay, yeah. the magical mystery tour. Okay. So there's a few other clues that fans have found in artwork and albums, but I don't really want to like go through all of it because those are the big ones are Abbey Road and Sgt. Pepper's. There's one picture where Paul is standing backwards for some reason and the others aren't, so they take that as a clue. There's one famously there's one famously banned album artwork called the Butcher Art, which Ooh. is obvious what the fans thought about that one it's like the four of them in white lab coats with like intestines and like they're like butchers basically oh, and they have goodness. a whole bunch of like dismembered bodies around them. like that was animal bodies around them. that was like their halloween <laughs> album cover yeah that that album artwork got banned and it got replaced with something else yeah that sounds graphic <laughs> i don't like it so in there's a picture of paul dressed like some kind of office worker inside the white album 
which people thought was actually a picture of Billy Shears before he became Paul. But that's, you know, all speculation. So let's get into the music and what people heard in the music. Let's go. Okay. By the time this rumor gained traction, the music world was really interested in a technique called backmasking. With it, Mm -hmm. you recorded something that sounded like nonsense, but when played backwards was a hidden message. Which seemed honestly like just like the kind of thing that John Lennon would be super into. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, uh, I love it because if these are, you know, they they hear about it's like back basking and they're like, okay, let's see how crazy and psychedelic we can get with it. Because I do believe there was a time. I, I, I again, I'm not a history buff, but during like the Satanic Panic that happened here, that was a popular thing for people to do is go back and listen to these albums yep. that kids were listening to on the records and play them backwards. But, mm-hmm. oh, you see here they're talking about the subliminal messages about Satan's coming for your kids and stuff. And so, like, I don't know. I, and I could yeah. see them being like, hell yeah, let's let's play into it. Let's, let's do yeah. something crazy on this album. I don't know that there's any evidence of them legitimately doing this, but maybe, I don't know. But, yeah, like, I mean, the famous example is Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven where they play, like... That's the one I'm thinking of yeah. as well. Uh, yeah. And it's... It, uh, and if if we're being honest, it honestly is just a fluke. It's just something that happens, yeah. like with the way that words work and whatnot. Yeah. And when you play it backwards, just, but eh, you know, draw your own conclusions. Like if, if you're gonna do it for real, it's just gonna be nonsense. Like it's gonna be yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you're not gonna be able to understand it yeah. unless you're trying to talk backwards, which some people can do that. It's just gonna be like you're gonna form the words that you want to form, and it's it's gonna yeah. scare you, and you be ah, you know. All right, so go ahead and click on link two. Don't play okay. it yet. Okay, not going to look at it. Am I supposed to look at it? I've already looked at it. I mean, I don't know if it'll tell you right okay. away. But in it, uh, it's at the end of a song called I'm So Tired. And in the play forward, John is mumbling, Monjour, 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 how about another one? Okay. But when played in reverse, it sounds like, go ahead and play it. <gasps> Okay, all right. That one, I I do don't know if it was because I saw the words that they had yeah. on the video, but it I can hear it. You can hear uh, it because it's, fans, it's very. Fans think that he says Paul is a dead man. Miss him, miss him, miss him. Oh man, they, yeah, that is scary too. And you can it, I don't know how old is he when he releases this because he sounds Late older 20s. when you play it backwards. Backwards, yeah. I don't right. know. That that's eerie though, for sure. I think anything you play backwards though is gonna be eerie because it's like yeah, the notes not, and stuff are off. But. And you're not meant to hear it that way. Click on link three. Oh, let me click on link three. Yeah, let me do that. Don't read the bottom line. Okay. okay that's okay. where they tell you what it says. Okay. This is uh, okay. the end of Strawberry Fields Forever. trying to like okay okay i i don't know what happened but i was trying to like hear the music better so i was like pushing on my headphones like it was gonna like turn up watching the audio. you like twitch <laughs> listen to this gotta replay that one because that's so quick oh my gosh it's seven seconds i can't i heard i buried paul okay i won't lie that one i actually heard i buried paul on that's what and i didn't read the lines said. Okay, because I can see, I can definitely hear that. That one's very crisp. Okay, and that's actually not backmasking. That's just the song. Oh, that's okay. That's definitely that is eerie for and sure. According to John, he says cranberry sauce. Uh, let's. No idea why. Now, 
I okay again it's one of those where you've told me what it means and now I can kind of hear it and I can see because there's like a beat that happens over top of like mm-hmm. the first whatever you're saying and so it, it kind of cuts it off to sound like I yeah uh but I could definitely hear he says cranberry sauce very weird but then again thinking about the language is like a, a long draw yeah he's like a long draw on it uh but kind of eerie though if I was just listening to it and I hear like I buried Paul yeah. To me, though, I'm thinking like I buried Paul. I buried Paul. The whole Paul conspiracy theory is what I really feel like. He's like, <laughs> please, like, we just get over it. <laughs> okay. And then the next part of this is about the song I Am the Walrus, which we already talked about, that John wrote okay. while he was on acid. I mean, as we can probably <laughs> tell. <laughs> Understandably. Like, yeah, we can see that. But the ending of that song is actually a recording of a fatal scene from the movie King Lear. And it's a character groaning, oh, untimely death. Apparently, I just feel like they're leaning into it. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, John recorded it from his TV, and he liked the way that it sounded in the song. So he put it in there. Okay. I I mean, that's his explanation, but you can see how it plays into the Paul is dead theory. Yeah, and it's that's one of the things where it just sounds like they leaned into it a little bit, and they just yeah. put all, it, or it was just accidental, and they were like, "We're we're actually just a, a a dark band, and you guys yeah. haven't noticed it up until this <laughs> point, where you think one of our members got decapitated in a car ride home, you know, like, and we've, in the, we've been this dark the entire time." <laughs> in the song "Glass Onion," John sings, "Here's another clue for you all: the walrus was Paul." So yeah. okay, now. <laughs> that changed things a little bit (laughs) it just yeah it does a little bit because i don't know now i'm conflicted as to like do i believe the conspiracy theory and this is them like uh, here's a yeah here's a red like here's a white flag hey you guys believe this all along okay i'll give you a secret here it is paul was a walrus you're all have been right the entire time or it's one of those things where they're just playing into it now, and they're like, okay, fine then. You want this whole ordeal to be like about Paul being dead? Fine. He's the walrus. There you go. He's right, upset. Well, people, upset at this point. People thought that the word walrus was the Greek word for corpse, but it isn't. So I, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But it isn't. It's not. It's just not. It's not I, don't, I don't know. What like kind the of closest is like the Norwegian word is a little bit close, but not not even really. Yeah, they were All like, right. it's Latin for corpse. And they're like, that doesn't make any sense. It's definitely not. Like, <laughs> So that's the, that's most of like the major evidence behind it. Okay. So when the rumor started to blow up, Paul was at a Scottish farm in a bit of seclusion because he just had a kid. Not really wanting to deal with the media and a newborn at the same time, he said that the office called him. They said, quote, look, what are you going to do about it? It's a big thing breaking in America. Apparently you're dead. And so I said, leave it. Just let them say it. It'll probably be the best publicity we've ever had, and I won't have to do a thing except stay alive. So I managed (laughs) to stay alive through it, end quote. (laughs) I love it. It's it's so great because, honestly, a person with two kids, yeah, and the media's (laughs) like, hey, can you give us this? Like, no, I have have a kid at home. I I don't feel like dealing with this. I'm dead. Fine, whatever. Leave it. It Let them think what they want to think. It's also just like, such unlucky timing that he's like already in seclusion when this starts breaking and like yeah. obviously obviously his <laughs> kid's more important so he should stay with his kid but like yeah. at the same time it's like oof you're already not in the public eye and now everyone thinks you're dead like what? and it's there's nothing you can do from that point on because it's like even if you came back out of the blue but no i'm actually here like you're a replacement you know and it just gets <laughs> yeah but because people 
uh, here in America, like people get crazy over like the weirdest things. And I can yep. only imagine like it's a global thing mm-hmm. and people are like trying to like send you death threats because you're like, you're not the real John, the, not the real Paul McCartney. Yep. And, you know, it's just boy. And howdy. this was I can only imagine. pre-internet. So they probably just went to his house to tell him that. Instead yeah, because it's crazy because probably had his address. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there were fans who would just stay outside his front gate at all hours of the day. That is So they terrifying. definitely had his yeah. address. Oh, man. I can't. And raising a kid during all that yep. pan, pandemonium. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, let them think whatever they want to. <laughs> let, let them think I'm dead. I don't care. But the fact that he didn't, like, come right out and quickly denounce it probably helped encourage the spread of it. Always does. If yeah. we're talking honestly, conspiracy theories, if you don't come out and bite it and nip it in the bud, as they say, yeah. uh, it's just going to grow. It's yeah. just going to keep growing until you can't stop it. John Lennon denied any coded messages in their songs, saying, quote, I don't know what Beatles records sound like backwards. I never play them backwards, end quote. He, <laughs> just, yeah, he it's also control. called it the most stupid rumor he's ever heard. So <laughs> John Lennon's not a fan of it. Oh, man. The Beatles press officer started to get really fed up with all of the relentless calls about Paul being dead. Apparently, inside the office, he said, quote, we'll start our own rumor that the public is dead from the neck up, and they've been using a stand-in of a brain for the past three and a half years. Shots fired. <laughs> Woo, popping off with the insults. I like it. Eventually, Life magazine sent reporters to stalk Paul's house. Man. So Paul threw a bucket of water on them. Good. <laughs> they like got mad and threatened to put that in the press. So he agreed to do an interview and to take photos to kind of like put the whole rumor <laughs> to rest. What a different time where yep. you're like, where you're like, oh, I don't want the public to know that I threw a bucket of water on people. <laughs> like, he oh, also man. was probably ready to just be like, I'm done with the Paul is dead rumors. Yeah, so let's that's just, what I'm let's saying. End it's it. so, <laughs> let's end it's it. It's so sad to me because it's just this rumor that's been following them their entire yeah. lives. And it's like, they're just trying to be a band and record music and have lives. And you're like sitting here <laughs> thinking that there's some ulterior motive and this is all just a conspiracy theory. So Paul said in 2009, quote, I think the worst thing that happened was that I could see people sort of looking at me more closely. Were his ears always <laughs> like that? End quote. <laughs> just like nitpicking oh everything about yeah. his appearance. Oh, man, I, I feel so bad now. <laughs> he also said during the Life magazine interview, quote, perhaps the rumor started because I haven't been much in the press lately. I have done enough press for a lifetime and I don't have anything to say these days. I am happy to be with my family and I will work when I work. I was switched on for 10 years and I never switched off. Now I am switching off whenever I can. I would rather be a little less famous these days. End quote. Oh, Which man. Is fair. Like, that's totally yeah, reasonable. Absolutely. I, I, that's, yeah, I'll give my conclusions in a second, but Kay. yeah, that's reasonable. By the early 70s, nobody, or at least hardly anybody, actually believed that Paul was dead, but the story stuck around and had become a bona fide music legend along the same lines as like Elvis still being alive and Robert Johnson selling his soul to the devil. So it'll probably be a conspiracy theory that's always around but i don't know that it's taken super seriously anymore i'm sure there are still people who believe it but that's fair probably not super serious anymore okay so that's all i had so what are your conclusions do you think it's legit okay so at the start of this i was thinking you know i don't know anything about it in the middle of it i was kind of convinced but after hearing like his words on it there at the end it's not true it's it's a it was honestly it's one of those things where like 
how I feel about conspiracy theories nowadays are, are way different than I felt about it back in the day because it's one of those things where it was fun for a small amount of time, then it got a little bit annoying, and now it's just to the point where it's just like you guys it's are just dragging. The, you're beating. You're you're is the, like beating a dead horse is yeah. the saying, and it's yeah. So I'm I'm going on the and saying like it was fun. It was it's a great ride. Love the story. Love the evidence <laughs> you brought forward. It's wonderful. But leave the man alone. It's not real. He's alive and kicking, and he's he's raising his kid. And here you are sending the press to his house. Lucky you don't get more than a bucket of water. Okay, I've seen. <laughs> Uh, who played the first Spider-Man? Tobey uh, Maguire. Tobey Maguire. I've seen him yell at paparazzi before, okay, yeah. and, a, and a very angrily in a car. So you better watch <laughs> out, okay? Uh, but no, I don't think it's. I don't think it has. It has a lot of evidence there, but it's not true. I mean, it's yeah. a gr- it's a fun story, but that's th- all. It yeah, is. I think that I'm along the same lines. Like I, I feel like you're gonna be able to find evidence if you dig it, deep yeah. enough and if you put enough spin on it especially yeah. considering the amount of acid they were doing and how weird oh gosh, their yeah. stuff got it's down just, the line. It's so like, coincidental. I feel so bad because it's all coincidental where it's like we're yeah. just super – we're out of our minds, <laughs> and it just so happens to line up with the fact that, like, we had an argument, Paul left, and now everybody thinks he's dead. <laughs> oh, man, that's just yeah. a bad Tuesday. Like, that's a bloody Tuesday, that's for sure. <laughs> considering the stuff John Lennon started doing – for art like the fact that he would say cranberry sauce in a song is like the least weird thing like there's a whole 30 minute video of his penis because Uh, it was art okay (laughs) his yoko ono just filmed it and called it art. okay i have heard that you know yoko ono was a little bit crazy and that that her her era to the john lennon like saga or whatever was kind of whenever or he would he turned a little bit on the uh, the weird side and started yep. doing all this weird stuff. So, right, man, well, that's, that's, a, that's a fun dead. story. That's a good yeah. story. I like that one though. Thanks for thanks for coming oh in. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. I, this has been a blast. Honestly, find we have to do a, this again. You find think, another conspiracy theory for us. I think great. the next one I'm planning on doing is Tupac and Biggie and who killed I them. I do. Yeah, I've like. Okay, so what what's the theory there? Give it a I little think teaser. The theory is that. Biggie had Tupac killed, I think. And then in retaliation, Tupac's people had Biggie killed. But there's just like a whole... No one knows who killed either okay. of them, I don't think. So there's like a nice. lot of conspiracies going on about that it. That sounds like a lot of research. And <laughs> I'm going to have you do all that. Yeah, you just get to listen to, to it. Yeah, that's great. I'll be here for comedic relief. You know, that's what I do. <laughs> I don't... I, that's what Mika you know? does. So you fit right in. Hell yeah. She's great at it. She... Oh, man. I'm telling you. I love it. Every every second <laughs> of the podcast. It's so... It's hilarious. Great chemistry. You guys keep doing what you're doing, you know? <laughs> well, thank you. And go listen to What's Your Spaghetti Policy podcast. It's, it's everywhere. Great. Spotify, iTunes, Podbean. Uh, t- it's, you listen if you want. It's fine. Well, listen to it. It's great. We love it. Thank All you right. very much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jacob. I'll let you get back to your, your kids now. I'm going to go <laughs> go start a rumor that I'm actually dead. And, and <laughs> maybe people leave me alone. I have so many people trying to get to me isn't that Isn't that a rumor on your podcast that, like, you died and Alex is just voicing you or something it's more of like a, a theory like a that joke? I don't exist oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> and, and he just pays me to show up and he does both the voices <laughs> but the whole facade is that like, he pays me to show up so that his wife thinks he's actually recording a podcast <laughs> and and then I'm just the face of of, of YouTube on the what's your spaghetti policy podcast you know I don't know maybe it's it's kind of a similar situation it. yeah, yeah. I, believe it. I think it'd be an amazing act to, to yeah. do both should voices. do at least one episode like that and just see I just honestly, see how it goes so great yeah it'd be great all right i'm going i'm leaving now all right see you later see ya